0: Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Becoming a Butterfly. Today I'm going to talk about alcohol. And I am actually ridiculously tired and I have a really sore voice because I went out last night with friends for dinner and drinks and I had some alcohol. I didn't have a lot, I'm not hungover. Um, but yes, yeah, so I was actually teetotal for two and a half years and many people say to me, they're like, oh, you're a teetotal, you're 23 years old, like big deal, whatever. Um, and it's not a big deal. I'm not being like, oh my gosh, like I was an alcoholic, I was crazy. But when I tell people why, because they always want to know why, and I tell them, they're actually very interested. So I thought, you know what, why not do a little podcast about it? So I had my first drink when I was 13 years old. Um. I know this, I don't know, like people might be listening to this thinking like you're crazy or you're not crazy. This is not, you know, I'm not comparing myself to anyone. I am simply sharing my experiences with alcohol and explaining why I went off it and kind of what it does to me and like how I feel on it. Um just to open people's eyes because when I when I've told people in person they've been um surprised or they've been able to relate and that's obviously what I want to do with my podcast. So 13, I went to a barbecue, a friend's sister's um, like summer barbecue, it was a charity barbecue and they were two years older than um, me at the time I think, yeah. So this guy was saying he was going to the petrol station to buy some alcohol and I was like, oh you can buy me a bottle of vodka. Literally didn't know like what I was thinking, I didn't really know what I was talking about, I'd never had alcohol before. It turns out I think I must have had like half that bottle to myself I don't really remember anything um my shoes were found in the back of my friend's garden I had school the next day it was a shambles um I was really embarrassed and I kind of just like laughed it off you know thinking like oh it's fine it's kind of cool you know to be young and drunk and getting really drunk and losing your stuff whatever um but looking back now I'm like oh my gosh you were 13 at a barbecue on a school night what are you doing And then it basically grew from there, so I went out with friends, um, I borrowed my sister's, I actually borrowed my cousin's ID to start with, and she's like, I can't, I don't actually know, Um, like five years older than me maybe, maybe even more, Um, but you know, in Manchester if you dress up, you put heels on, I had really long hair at the time and I'd straighten it and it made me look a lot older, bouncers don't care, they literally, they know you're underage and they just let you in, so... I even went to a party once. This is funny. I borrowed my sister's ID to go to this party and she borrowed my older sister's ID. So Hannah used Rebecca's ID and I used Hannah's ID and Hannah walks in with Rebecca's ID and uses it and he looks her in the eye, obviously. And then I walk in using Hannah's ID and he's just seen her and then he let me in. I don't know, crazy. But that's how I kind of got away with going out to clubs and bars and stuff. Um from probably not from the age of 13 I was probably about 14 or 15 um and in Portugal you could go out little geckos if anyone's listening um so cringy you could go out there when you were like 13 um I think my first time was with Jemima if she's listening um we went out and had fun there and again they don't really care um that's mainly a club like if you're under 18 you're allowed in kind of thing um So that was kind of where it all started, you know. I was going out and getting drunk from an early age. And when I was younger, I didn't really kind of, like, understand alcohol. Like, now I know it's a drug, you know, and I kind of understand how it affects your whole body and your mental processing and stuff and, like, how you why you have hangovers and all of that kind of stuff. When I was younger, I didn't really understand any of this. And I essentially just went out to get drunk. Like, now you can ask me, kind of, why do you go out and stuff? Because I love it. I love being with my friends. I love having a laugh. I love making memories and anyone who knows me knows I love to dance so I go out to dance and have fun with my friends but when I was younger it was literally I went out to get drunk like I'd get dressed up and I'd enjoy getting dressed up with friends but then I'd want the prees and then I'd want to start drinking and I'd want to get drunk and that was it really you know I'd because it gave me um I don't really know the word, like a false sense of security, really. You know, it gives you that extra confidence. Um, and I think at the time I really needed that confidence that it's all started. Um, the reason I wanted to do it on this Becoming Butterfly podcast is because for me, drinking alcohol all started at the same time as kind of losing weight did. Um they kind of came hand in hand. Obviously, I started drinking before that and I didn't really have any issues as my issues got worse and worse so did my kind of drinking alcohol and it wasn't I am not saying I was an alcoholic I wasn't at all like I could go days without it It wasn't that but it was when I went out I would abuse it to the point of like drinking oh my gosh Glens, oh, the small like Glens vodkas that would be like my drink for the night and oh it's just disgusting thinking about it um but something's happened to me like I went to a party once and something happened with two guys not at the same time, if you're listening, please don't take like take that in the wrong way. But I don't really want to say about it. But it just made me feel really uncomfortable because it's not something I would have done if I wasn't drunk. And I remember in the morning I woke up and they both text me. They did not know each other. Um, it wasn't together. Do not it wasn't the threesome basically. Um but they'd both texted me separately saying what had happened <clears throat> with each of them. And I remember just sitting in the shower and crying, and I was like what what have I done like that's not me that's not I would never do that if I was sober um and like even though that kind of hit me really hard nothing changed then so when I went to Portugal um I would go, went to two or three years in a row um for eight weeks with my mum and when I say I went out every night I I literally didn't have a night off because you're with your friends I'm thinking I'm on holiday I'm having so much fun it's summer holidays like I want to make the most of it um, different friends came out at different times. I had friends in Portugal. I had friends from home. So I went out every night and I got really drunk. And I remember my mum sitting me down once and was like, you're just having empty calories. Cause she was like, you don't eat anything in the day. And then you go out and drink. And I was like, yeah, I'm getting my calories from alcohol. And she's like that empty calories, Sarah, like you're just making yourself worse. <clears throat> and look like I was looking back at pictures before. And I realized that actually my two relapses came from those two summers in Portugal and it was when I was just drinking alcohol and that's for me when it became like a sense a false sense of security um I knew I was really ill and I knew I was struggling and I knew like what I was putting my mum through well I didn't to the extent um but yeah I used alcohol um to kind of cover that up you know and go out and smile at night and have fun and be wild and crazy and f- have that kind of freedom that I didn't have that was taken away from me when I went into the Priory and things, all these kind of like pent up emotions I just took out on alcohol and it worked for the night and then I'd wake up in the morning feeling rubbish, then I'd got again, I remember being on the plane home, being really hungover, over um, and thinking like oh I'm, something needs to change but it still didn't, I went to Leeds Fest um, with my best friend Ema. shout out if she's listening I'm really sorry I put you through this. But one night we went out with friends, I thought I could out drink some guys, Um, I couldn't, I was tiny, I hadn't eaten all day, I got really drunk, she found me um, lying next to someone's tent like unconscious, I wasn't responding to her, they had to call the ambulance, I was in the medical tent at Leeds Fest and my auntie had to come and pick me up, I literally woke up in the morning and I looked at her and I was like, oh my god, where are we, please tell me we've not been kidnapped, because I hadn't been upstairs in my auntie's room and so I didn't know what it looked like. And I was like, oh, my God, I've been kidnapped. What's happened? And then she told me and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm mortified. But things just got worse and worse, really. So there was that. There was Portugal. Um, there was the barbecue. There was these parties that we'd go to. If anyone's listening, Martha Hall, throwback. Um, where we'd just go and get really, really drunk. And it's not in my nature. Like, it, that's not me. Um, and I think I was just a very, very lost young girl around those ages and pe- like you are kind of there. The years, you know, you're kind of growing up, you're meeting people, you're experimenting with whatever it is, drugs, boys, girls, alcohol, money, I don't know, whatever it might be. Um and because I was kind of I did that at the start and then because I was getting ill throughout like started getting ill, it all just got a bit like I don't know, intertwined. Um and then There was another story, but I can't quite remember what it was. The the final straw for me was I went out for my friend's birthday and I'd been shopping all day by myself and I hadn't eaten anything. And there's a theme going on here. Obviously, you can see that it probably wasn't I was drinking loads of alcohol. It was that I wasn't eating much. And it started from me drinking a lot of alcohol and then it got to me not eating much. I'd get drunk very quickly. Um, anyway, so I was at this, these pre-drinks drinking and I remember my last drink, someone else made it for me and then I don't remember anything after that. And this was a big thing for me. It wasn't that I could have like little black dots in during the night and patch things together, it was that there would literally be like a stop and I don't remember anything after that. And it's really scary because I look back and I think like, I don't know what happened to me after that and I will never know. My friends have told me some things. Um, you know, pictures can show you things, but truly I'll never know what actually happened to me. And that terrifies me. That really, really does scare me. And this thing that happened in Manchester, um, was the kind of, that was my end. That was my, that's what stopped me kind of keep going with all these situations. So I, um, um, sorry, I had a complete mind, blank then, um, went out for pre-drinks and then, so I went for pre-drinks and then went out. <clears throat> I don't remember going out, I don't remember anything, but my friend said that I basically was saying I didn't feel very well and they said, you know, I didn't look drunk, I didn't sound drunk. Um, so they called the sister who was at home and they said, like, Sarah's going to come back in a taxi, can you wait up for her with some money and let her in and stuff. So I, they put me in a taxi, don't put your friends in a taxi by themselves ever, um, I don't blame my friends for that at all like that is not what I'm saying but just don't do it if you learn anything from this podcast take that away from it um so they put me in a taxi I didn't make it home I was found on the side of the road in Manchester um if anyone knows Manchester it's where the new um like complex home is where there's like a cinema and some restaurants and I was on like a road there by a bus stop going in slash out of Manchester and my friend's mum had come to pick them up from the club about 2am she came to pick a few of them up and one of the girls was like oh Sarah's wearing those shorts they were luckily fluorescent yellow you know me and my bright colours and then they stopped and they were like oh my god that is Sarah so they went round the roundabout came back and picked me up and took me home and I just think what the hell would have happened to me if that if they weren't passing the road at that time, like, I, I don't know. I woke, when I woke up in the morning, I woke up on my friend's mum's lap and she's just like looking after me and I was like, what on earth happened? And she told me I was embarrassed. I was just mortified. You know, I was, I was obviously scared because I didn't know what happened to me and I didn't know kind of how people were going to respond and things. But I was just embarrassed ultimately, you know, like this young girl who's obviously got a lot of issues and all I'm doing is drinking alcohol to make it 10 times worse and put myself in a lot of danger. And I, yeah, that kind of, I don't, I don't think it really clicks like how bad that actually was. Um, But I looked on my phone and I found two videos and the screen was just black, but you can hear me really slurring my words. I hate, I remember watching videos and just crying and I was like, I can't ever watch them. Um but you can hear this taxi driver saying, like, give me your money, give me your phone, give me everything you've got um and then he kind of ends it with, We'll get out of my ca- taxi. So for me piecing things together, I don't know what happened, but he kicked me out of his taxi basically, and I was left on the side of the road. So when that happened, I thought like this has got to stop. Um so I just decided to get off alcohol for a bit and I I didn't kinda of say like, oh I'm going to total for life or anything. I didn't even say teetotal because I was like, that's a very formal way to put it. I just said, I'm just not drinking alcohol. And a lot of my friends were, thought that was a bit crazy. You know, I felt a bit pressured because everyone does like to go out for a drink. You know, it's nice. It's a social way of doing things. Um, and I did, yeah, I felt a lot of pressure. Like I was still going to parties um, My 18th, I didn't drink alcohol. My 21st, I did did drink, but I didn't drink a lot. So I wasn't very drunk at all. And you know, people are always like, alcohol is fun. But for me, no, I can have fun without it. And I'm not saying like, you suck because you can't like not at all. But for me, I have the kind of energy. And I don't need that extra confidence from alcohol. And I think getting myself off alcohol was a massive realization for me. So when I'd go out on nights out, people would come up to me and they'd literally be like, wow. People would say like, what drugs have you taken or how much alcohol have you had or how drunk are you? And I'd be like, I'm I'm literally stone cold sober. I just need a lot of water and I'm fine. Um, and I did find it a bit awkward, you know. Um, it can be difficult when you're out with friends who are really drunk or you meet guys or whatever uh, or like new friends or whatever. Um, it can be difficult. I'm not going to lie. It's not. Comfortable. It's kind of slightly harder when they're drunk and you're not because you have to kind of think about things a bit more. Um, but it made me realise I didn't need alcohol and that was a big re- realisation for me because I thought I did need alcohol to kind of be my true self. But Actually, it was the opposite. If I didn't have it, I was my true self. And this just carried on for two and a half years. So it was through uni. And again, I found that quite hard going out. Um, people would kind of judge you. But then once they got to know me, they'd realise I didn't need it. I had the kind of energy that would keep me going. I would like my friends who know me, get me on a dance floor, I'll be on that dance floor from start to finish, like 6, four, five, six, seven a.m. and I don't need a drop of alcohol for it. And I'm like that's not being like, oh look at me, like cool. But I'm just saying if I hadn't stopped drinking alcohol, I would have never realised all of this. And I would never have appreciated why actually I like going out with friends and family and stuff, because I like having fun, essentially, and making memories. It's not about the alcohol. And I was at a bar one day in second year of uni, and I was talking to a guy, and it was in pre-season, and he just said to me, he's like, oh, what can I get you to drink? And I was like, oh, vodka Sprite, Mm, vodka lemonade, whatever it is. And I just thought to myself, like, hang on, what if I actually just said I want a vodka? like, of all drinks as well, to start back on. And then I went to the toilet with my friend, shout-out to Sauce if she's listening, um, and I was like, oh, I don't I don't think I should be doing this, like, it's probably not a good idea, surrounded by rugby guys, um, in Firefly, if anyone from Loughborough's listening, I don't think that's where I should have my first drink. So she was like, no, we'll do it properly. So then I did do it, I kind of had a fajita night with my friends, shout-out to the Portricals, um, I did like three shots with them. Oh my God, the videos is really funny. Um, I might try and find them and then post them after I've released this episode. But yeah, that was kind of me, re, you know, starting again, easing myself in basically. And then I had half of second year, yeah. And then I was on placement, um, and I didn't really go out much on placement because I was living at home and there weren't that many of my friends around, but I went out with my placement friends which was really fun on nights out and, again, didn't drink that much. So I I never really got back into drinking fully after that one time at university. I had a few nights at university in second year, which were fine. And then um, I realised from those nights out that I didn't need to get, like, stupidly drunk. I could kind of get to a good level. It was hard at first to kind of get used to drinking, um, but it helped me kind of... I was saying to someone the other week, I relearned my um like comfortable level of alcohol but it wasn't that I relearned it it's that I actually learned it I had never learned it before and that's what going off alcohol and then coming back to it made me realize that I had never actually learned it and that was my issue and I also realized um this was kind of yeah in second year and placement what how why, like why I don't like being really drunk I hate the feeling of being kind of out of control and if I think to myself when I'm drinking I don't really I'm not aware of my surroundings, then that's kind of my stop, you know. I'm like, Okay, you're done, um, for the night. And then in finally, I came back and again I had a few I think I had like two times. Oh god, one of them was awful. I had to call one one one. Um my housemates were petrified. I just wasn't responding and then apparently I don't remember this, but apparently I just woke up, had a shower, and then went to sleep and all was fine. Um but it's things like that, you know, I, I'm kind of, I am susceptible to going a bit like slightly overboard if I'm not thinking about it and then just getting silly. And I think that's where, for me, the kind of, the it's not, I'm not scared of it, but the worry still comes in. Like I know if I don't kind of check in with myself every now and again when I'm drinking, um, like how aware am I and how conscious am I of what I'm doing? If I don't do that, I'll just go one step too far and then I've lost it again. Um, so for example in London this was last year I went with two um, really good friends from university and I went to see my sister um, oh no we went to see my friend sorry and we saw my sister um, and we went out and I ended up in hospital my blood my body temperature dropped I had like I do not even know how many blankets on me um, two drips and they didn't help I was stretched out the nightclub and this was last year Um and terrified me you know my sister sat next to me my friends sat next to me they're holding my hands they just care about me I felt horrendous for a week like my body felt broken and mentally I was just like what have I done I've gone back like five years I was embarrassed my family you know they just care about me so do my friends but it's just not nice to put not only like put yourself through that but also your family and for me all these kind of situations just make me realize like how vulnerable I am as a human and it reinforces the idea that I've always had that we're not invincible you know humans are not invincible no matter what you've been through so I can say I could say to people like, "Oh, being um teetotal for two and a half years it taught me a lot you know I've understood alcohol and how it works for me but also like I obviously haven't really because the fact that I can end up on a stretcher um at the age of 22 it like you you just never know how a night's going to go um and that's kind of what scares me about it really and i'm like i'm not doing this post to be like oh alcohol's really bad don't drink it but i'm just kind of saying like it's normal if you've had these bad circumstances like don't think you're the only one because i went for years thinking like no one else ends up in hospital you know this doesn't happen to anyone else i'm so embarrassed like why me all of this and it was actually when i was in hospital last year for it um and the doctor said to me i was like i'm really sorry like i'm so embarrassed and she was like trust me you're not the first and you're not going to be the last and i was like do you know what yeah like i'm not i'm not making that okay i'm not saying like let's all go get drunk and end up on a stretcher in hospital like no don't do it um but it made me realize that like i've kind of demonized my relationship with alcohol i've always thought like oh I'm never going to have a normal relationship with it. Um, I can't be normal like my friends. I can't go out and drink with them. I can't be social. Um, I have to be extra aware. You know, none of my friends are thinking about how much alcohol they're having and stuff. But actually, you, you don't know that. I Like, you really never know. And it's quite nice knowing that I can... I've got the energy levels to go out and have a good night out without alcohol, but also that I can have a bit of alcohol and hopefully stick to my limits. Um... And I also think one of the things I realised was... Sorry, one of the things I didn't realise at the time was how much I depended on alcohol when I was ill. So those summers in Portugal and, like, the parties and stuff, I never realised how much I used alcohol to literally get me through... Like, not get me through the night, but, like, get me through the bad times. I'd use it as a complete cover-up. Like, I'd drink it and then I'd become this... Like, anyone who knows me anyway, I'm confident and sassy. But it would give me... um another like level of that you know and I'd be this person that I'm I'm not really and I think I would I did enjoy it at the time I'm not gonna lie but looking back now I'm like that is just not me um and I was using alcohol to kind of be someone that I'm not and also one thing was I struggled a bit with the fact that when I started drinking alcohol again everyone was suddenly at the age where it wasn't vodka and spirits and stuff it was like gin and tonics, I know gin's a spirit, but like, you know, classier drinks like Prosecco, champagne, beer, wine, all of those sort of things, more sophisticated taste buds, I'd say. Um, And I struggled because I literally drank them and thought like, this is disgusting and I don't want to drink it. And I kind of forced myself into drinking Strongbone Black um, at Loughborough. Um, And that was a like a difficult time because I was like am I just doing this for other people you know to look like normal and look kind of fit in um and I never really felt comfortable with that but then over time you do just kind of get used to drinking those things like I love a and t now um I love a bottle of Prosecco not a whole bottle to myself um but yeah it comes over time and that was the thing I had to learn you know it's not immediate I didn't stop drinking immediately um It took a lot, a few bad experiences to get me to that point. So equally, like, I'm not going to start drinking and drink everything immediately. And my kind of experience with alcohol and stuff resonates with, like, the rest of the things I've been through. Nothing is immediate, you know, nothing's going to come to you. Um, Change is not going to be immediate, basically, is what I'm saying. Um, Nothing will change if nothing changes. I read that this morning. Um, But equally, those changes aren't going to happen straight away. So you just kind of have to be patient, you know, patient with your experiences, take lessons from what you've been through. That's what I realised, you know, all these bad things I've kind of been through. I'm not alone. um, And also I've learned a lot from it. It's taught me a lot and I can use that in future life, like on this podcast. So, yeah, I'm just going to finish up there, really. It was just a bit of a ramble about alcohol. Um, And I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please go to Apple Podcasts and rate my podcast and let me know what you thought of the episode. And thank you very much for listening. I hope you have a nice day.